Hey, welcome everyone. This is Jake Walker and this is Living for the Day, a podcast that exists to encourage and equip people to live in light of the day of Jesus's return or the day we see him face to face. I'm so excited. Uh, We talk about different topics and themes that help us live in light of that day. And I'm so excited because today we're talking about discipline and self-control. And I love talking about this. I think it's so important to living for the day. So get ready for that. Before we jump in, would you do me a massive favor and just hit pause and leave a quick review rating uh, of this podcast? That'd be so helpful. Uh, It would help more people, uh, I pray, be encouraged and equipped to live in light of the day of Jesus's return. So thanks so much for being willing to do that thankful that you joined me today. Let's jump into the episode. Well, welcome again, everybody. Thanks so much for listening in. I value your time. And so we'll jump right in. This podcast is all about living for the day of Jesus's return. You know, I really believe that Jesus lived, he died, and he rose again. He ascended to heaven. And when all the disciples were gathered around watching him ascend into heaven, an angel said, hey, see the way he's he's leaving, he's going to come back in the same way. So I believe Jesus is coming back. That's the book of Acts. Uh, and that's a doctrine of the Christian faith. I'm so excited about that day. This podcast is about, wow, if that day is really coming, I want to I wanna live in light of that day. I want that day to impact every other day. And um, in scripture, that day is often illustrated by the picture of, of finishing a race. Whoa, let's go. And this idea of finishing a race, it it just moves me. I was an athlete, uh, you know, growing up, and now I just kind of work out. I feel less athletic. Oh, I I do play pickleball. Let's go pickleball. Shout out to all my pickleball Monday friends. Um, I feel less of an athlete than I used to, but that's beside the point. Uh, Thinking about finishing the race got me thinking about one of my favorite subjects, discipline. Discipline helps us finish. (laughs) That's a good line right there. Discipline helps us finish. But I was going to say, discipline helps us finish races, physical races, and, and it also helps us finish the ultimate race of the Christian faith. What am I talking about? Uh, I'm talking about discipline in the sense of uh, self-control. So I looked up a definition of discipline, It says, an activity, exercise, or regimen that develops or improves a skill. I also looked up a definition for self-control because I'm kind of going to use them interchangeably. Control or restraint of oneself or one's actions, feelings. So discipline. Let's go. Discipline's important, people. And I believe it's so important for living for the day. I love talking about it. And a quick side story. I used to play video games in my life, and one of my favorite video games was a, 
I don't know what it's called. Is it called a role-playing video game? I'm not sure. But it's it was an epic story. It's called Fire Emblem. And just remember, I don't know if you listen to the podcast on stories, but I love seeing our lives as stories. Fire Emblem was just this massive, beautiful, amazing story of good versus evil. And uh, there was the, basically you can choose which characters to use more often and you know they're a part of this story and you can level them up right and one character in particular uh was this paladin and was noble and i remember when you know he would do an attack in the game he would say my strength comes from discipline (laughs) And I, for some reason, that just really stuck out to me. And I still remember it to this day. Fire Emblem was really important to me uh, and kind of in, in just developing my love of story, my love of heroes and, you know, wanting to live for the day and seeing my life as a story in God's ultimate story. But I love that line. My strength comes from discipline. And I really do believe that that discipline leads to more strength, leads to more freedom. But Fire Emblem was cool because, again, like I said, it, it <laughs> you could level up the characters you wanted to level up and then they were they were more competent to be able to accomplish the tasks and the levels that you wanted um to beat and that was just so inspiring to me for some reason and uh it's just like a fun thing in my life like i love learning on strengths finder one of my top strengths actually my top strength uh, last time I took it was learner. And I think part of why I love learning so much is I love this idea of leveling up. I love the idea of um, being encouraged and equipped to be more competent to be able to do the things that God's called me to do. And I believe discipline is core to that. My strength comes from discipline. <laughs> I love that. I love... Um, yeah, just in general, I, I really believe discipline allows us to level up and opens up new levels and opportunities for us in the real life, not just in video games, right? And I love when Jesus says, whoever's you know faithful with little, they'll be faithful with much. And so often discipline comes down to being faithful in the little things, which leads to being faithful and trusted with the bigger things. I remember a story about discipline in my life. I played football in high school. My experience of playing football required a lot of discipline. We had early morning workouts. We had practice every day besides Sundays. You know, you're got this armor on in all your pads and you're, you know, making physical contact, hitting people. I love that part of football, by the way. It's just, it's just so fun. Um, we had lunch meetings to watch film. Uh, you know, we had all these regimens, all these disciplines um, to grow and to get better, to level up, right? So that we could win the game. But I remember that, I remember a moment where I decided to be, go the extra mile in discipline. Um, but before I get to that, I remember, uh, I think it was my freshman year, my friend in high school, who was a fantastic football player named Matt Zielinski. Shout out to Matt Zielinski. Um, love that guy. I remember him saying to me, you know, Jake, what if one day we were all CIF? You know, what if we, you know, got that honor? Uh, It's kind of like, you know, 
being all league, but just a, kind of a level up from that. That'd be so cool. And I remember thinking to him, like, you know, I yeah, I guess that would be cool, but that's not really my goal. I just want to, like, do my best for my team. And I just, yeah, I want to be the best I can be. And, you know, if I get awarded for that or not, no big deal, really. But it was a cool conversation. And fast forward to senior year. We had a pretty great football team, and I was – um, you know, an important part of that team. And we were just having a great time. And I remember I wanted to, I wanted to give it all I had. I wanted to do everything I could to be the best player I could possibly be to help us go as far as we could go. So in addition to all the other, you know, disciplines that we had as a team, I remember after practices, I would literally, the practices were over. Everybody else is heading back to the locker room. I decided to run hundred yard sprints (laughs) to, increase my conditioning so that I would not be as tired as the opponent. And I don't know if it really made all that much of a difference in conditioning. It probably did, but maybe even just mentally, I believe it strengthened me. And I was like, you know what? I'm more prepared than uh, my opponents, you know, even some of my teammates because I put in the work, you know, it was going to help me finish the race or in that case, finish the game. And I look back on that and it was not fun to run 100-yard dashes uh, in, in pads, but I, you know, I'm proud that I did that, and I think it really did strengthen me and encourage me and help me to do this thing that mattered to me, uh, which was be the best player I could possibly be for my teammates and win football games. But um, before we get too far talking about discipline, um, oh, maybe to finish the story, it's, it's kind of cool. Um, because I, I ended up, um, getting that all CIF honor. Um, and it was just, I don't know. It's just interesting that, you know, that wasn't like my intent the whole time, like playing football, but, but that extra discipline, I believe, um, you know, led to that kind of that, that honor. And I believe in life as we're disciplined, you know, we'll, will receive different honors that look like different things, whether it's like an actual award or something or just opportunities, you know, to lead and to serve. So that was pretty cool. But I want to look at some scriptures. And before we get to that, I want to look at uh, the main point for the day, which is this. The authors of the Bible often portray the Christian life as a race being run with a crown in store for those who finish the race. Just as in a physical race, discipline strengthens us to run well and finish well the race of faith marked out for us. Let's go. Come on. That's so good and that's so encouraging. I'm going to read it one more time or say it one more time. The authors of the Bible often portray the Christian life as a race being run with a crown in store for those who finish the race. Just as in a physical race, discipline strengthens us to run well and finish well the race of faith marked out for us. Come on, let's look at some scriptures. I love 1 Corinthians 9, 24 through 27. Paul, just, here we go. Do you not know that in a race, all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. Hello, discipline. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. 
Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I don't fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave. Hello, discipline. So that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. Wow, friends. Isn't that amazing? He's like, come on, runners runners are disciplined so that they can run this race and get this earthly crown. Come on, we have an eternal crown. Let's be more disciplined than any physical runner because come on, like it's so much more valuable to get the eternal crown, to finish the life of faith well and follow Jesus. Come on, let's be dis- if we can be disciplined for the physical, let's be disciplined for what ultimately matters and what's eternal. Come on. All right, Acts 20, 24. However, I consider my life worth nothing to me, Paul says. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me, the task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. He's saying my only aim is to finish the race and complete the task. You know, that was going to require discipline. We saw in 1 Corinthians 9 how Paul chose to be disciplined, to go into strict training, to, he says, strike a blow to his body, make it his slave, so that after having preached others, he would not be disqualified for the prize. Isn't that inspiring? Hebrews 12.1. Therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance. The race marked out for us. Another picture of the race. Let's run with perseverance. How do we run with perseverance? We got to train for that. We got to get ourselves, we got to do some hundred yard sprints after practice, right? We got to, we got to be disciplined. Second Timothy 4, 7, Paul says, I have fought the good fight. I've finished the race. I've kept the faith. Come on, how do you finish races? You know, it's so much more likely you're going to finish the race if you prepare for the race, people. Let's go. Galatians 5, 7. You were running a good race. Paul's talking to the Galatians. Who cut in on you to keep you from obeying the truth? Again, this picture of the Christian life as a race. You were running a good race. Don't let anyone, you know, deceive you and stop you from running that race. Galatians 2, 2. Paul says, I went in response to Revelation and meeting privately with those esteemed as leaders. I presented to them to the, the gospel that I preach among the Gentiles. I wanted to be sure I was not running and had not been running my race in vain. Another picture of the life of faith as a race. Philippians 2.16, Paul's writing to the Philippians, as you hold firmly to the word of life, and then I will be able to boast on the day of Christ. Hey, there's the day living for the day, then I'll be able to boast on the day of Christ that I did not run or labor in vain. Wow. I love that. Again, we see this picture of the day being this finish line. Come on. Philippians 3.14, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. That goal, that finish line, the crown, living for the day, people. Come on, every part of living for the day helps us, you know, it changes our today. So good. 2 Timothy 4, 8, we'll finish with this scripture. Um, Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. And not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. Woo! Living for the day. All those who are living for the day. Man, he's going to award that crown of righteousness, right? That, that, that victor's crown, those who finish that race, following Jesus. I love how there's just all this connection um, between living for the day and, and running a race. And uh, 
my friends, it's just, it's such a perfect analogy. In the physical, of course, if you want to run a marathon, guess what you got to do? You got to train. You got to be disciplined, right? You got to set a schedule for yourself. In the same way, if we want to finish the race of life, finish the race of faith, we got to have some disciplines in place. I don't know about you, but I don't want to just run. I want to run to win. I want to get that prize. Come on. I was recently meeting with one of my my dear friends, um, uh, one of my spiritual friends, as we talked about from last episode, Derek. Uh, he's actually also my cousin. And we met up and we just encouraged each other, built each other up. It was so fun. He was putting courage in me uh, in so many ways. But he told me about one time when he was he had some serious discipline in his life. He was he recently came to Christ, and he had a mentor named Steve, who was discipling him. And basically, they were all living in this house. And part of what that meant was Derek and his other housemate and this mentor. They were a part of a schedule, and so Derek. He got up at 5 a.m. and him and his mentor and his other housemate prayed for an hour at 5 a.m., 5 to 6. Then they ate breakfast. Then Derek would go to the prayer room from 8 to 12 and pray and read the scriptures. And then from 1 to 5, he would do in-depth study of the word. Whoa, like scheduled out deep work. That sounds like a dream. Uh, and that was like a six month season of, of very intense discipline. And I was just thinking, wow, that mentor, you know, taught you how to schedule and how to be disciplined. And to this day, Derek still lives out a lot of these principles, not in the exact same schedule, but that those principles of discipline, I just, I, I was so inspired by that. And discipline in life is so key to running this temporary earthly life well i think of proverbs 13 4 a sluggard's appetite is never filled but the desires of the diligent are fully satisfied Whoo! i want to finish a race i don't want to be a sluggard i want to be diligent i want to be disciplined all right so some thoughts on why discipline is important for living for the day discipline leads to more freedom strength and ability you want to have more freedom, you got to go into the opposite of freedom in a sense or restraining yourself, right, in discipline. So it allows you to level up and unlock your potential. I think about my dad who's just an amazing guitarist. So good. Like I watch him solo. I'm just like, dad, you're the best. And my dad has practiced and practiced and practiced. It's like in order to 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 become free to shred on the guitar my dad had to limit himself by discipline by practicing instead of you know doing other things he chose to practice his guitar to discipline himself to limit his freedom and that ultimately has led to him you know having this amazing capacity and ability to shred the guitar and to play and to lead worship and it's just so amazing um you know, it's not only in guitar that my dad has lived a disciplined life, but I think that discipline allows us, uh, and I've seen it in my dad's life, discipline allows us to give God the maximum glory 
as well as receive the maximum reward. Come on. The way we live our lives actually impacts um, reward uh, in heaven. Uh, that's a that's a biblical principle. And we know that what's ultimately going to make heaven all that it is, is Jesus, is the presence of God. But there's some mystery where there's there's different levels of of rewards. And I want to live my whole life with all my heart um, to give God the maximum glory and to receive the maximum reward. And part of that is discipline to level up and to be able to be faithful with little and ultimately faithful with much. All right. Discipline helps us not give into temptation that would take us out of the race. I think of 1 Corinthians 10, 13. Thank God for this. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to humankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a, provide a way out so that you can endure it. Discipline helps us not give in to temptation. Whew. Come on. The world, the flesh, and the devil are enemies that want us to quit the race, people. And disciplines and discipline help us to not quit even when the going gets tough. When we're faithful with the little things, right, and we train in the little things, it helps us be strong and to endure and to persevere in the race. And then discipline helps us know the Lord. (laughs) Like it just does. Like it's really hard to consistently read the word it's hard to consistently pray it's hard to dive into intentional community and friendship that builds you up in the lord it's hard to do anything of value in life without discipline right but when we are disciplined and we we invite god to speak to us through the scriptures to pray consistently to serve our our community and to be intentional in our relationships and so many other things in the Christian life. It's, it's, it's not possible <laughs> without discipline to, to be what God wants us to be, right? And to live for the day. Okay, so how do we gain discipline? Some fun thoughts. How do we gain discipline? I hope something in here encourages you. <laughs> First of all, I would encourage you to repent and believe in Jesus. Because when we do that, when we repent of our sin and when we believe in Jesus and all that he is, we look forward to that day. The Holy Spirit comes to live inside of us and he starts working in us, giving us the desire and the power to do what pleases him. That's what Philippians 2.13, for God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. So first and foremost, one of the fruit of the Spirit is self-control. But if we don't have the Holy Spirit, We don't have him working in us to strengthen us and to empower us with uh, more self-control. So first and foremost, receive the Spirit through repenting of your sin, believing in Jesus, choosing to follow him. So good. Next, I would encourage you, remember the reward. Discipline's about remembering what you really want, right? When you're, you know, (laughs) maybe for me right now, I'm, counting calories to just dial in my nutrition more um, because I've just had such a hard time with not (laughs) overeating at night. 
I've had such a hard time not doing that. I've had a hard time being disciplined with that. And so I decided I think I need to take some radical action. And for me, that means counting calories. Um, and so when I'm tempted, you know, to have that second helping or eat that cinnamon roll or that second or that third double-double or whatever, I need to remember the reward of being healthy into, you know, the the middle and the later parts of my life. I need to remember that of who I could be and who I don't want to be if I continue to give in to my cravings, right? Remember the reward. That's important. Okay, this is fun. I like, these are a couple phrases. Um, stack and start, sink and score. This is from a book called Atomic Habits by James Clear. And it was summarized by uh, this YouTuber. Um, I think it's called um, The Productivity Game who I'm not recommending everything. I haven't, you know, exhaustively watched all his videos, but some of them have been encouraging to me. He summarized James Clear's work first with the idea of stacking, which he calls, James Clear calls habit stacking. Basically the idea is um, stacking a habit that you want to start on top of a habit that's already established. So maybe you're pretty good at brushing your teeth every day and you want to start flossing. All right, well, just stack that flossing habit right on top of that brushing your teeth and 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 make it like well if i brush my teeth i'm going to i'm going to floss instead of just trying to like some random other time to floss try to stack habits on top of other established habits already stack and start start this is the principle that just start starting is the hardest part right so i've heard it said like just tell yourself you're just going to do two minutes of dishes or you're going to read one page of the book or you're just going to get your gym clothes on, right? It's just like starting is the hardest part. And oftentimes once you start, you find the energy to complete the task of whatever you want to do. So the first phrase is stack and start. Habit stacking and just starting is so key. Then sink and score. Uh, Another idea is um, to put a habit Basically, do it one habit while you're doing another habit that you enjoy. So, you know, maybe you're only allowed to listen to this certain music that you really like while you're on the treadmill or something like that. Or you're only able to, you know, read this or, you know, watch this YouTube channel or something like that if you're eating this really healthy thing. I don't know. That's probably not a great example. But the idea is to sync up habits you don't really want to do with a habit that you really love that's really satisfying to you. And then score. Habit tracking it can be really helpful because uh, then you see your progress, and that's very satisfying. And that's one of the, uh, quote, laws of behavior change, making it, I think it's easy, obvious, satisfying, and I think there's one more that I'm not remembering. Maybe rewarding? I think it's that's pretty similar to satisfying. But that's all in James Clear's book. Can't recommend Atomic Habits enough. Okay, next one. Experiment and don't give up. Like I said, I've been trying to kind of dial in nutrition stuff just because I believe nutrition is so important for our health. Kind of, it's one of the fundamentals, right? Like with sleeping, um, eating, and moving. And so I just felt like an encouragement from the Lord to kind of keep, keep dialing in my nutrition. But it's just been hard to do for me. Um, I wouldn't say, you know, I'm going nuts or anything like that and have like this massive serious problem, but I've just been noticing a a little bit of a lack of discipline in my eating, especially at night, especially at dinner. 
And I've been trying subtle mindset shifts and, and you know, I'll do something and it'll last for a day or two or a little bit more. And it's just, it hasn't worked. And I've been trying different stuff. <laughs> I'm recording this right now in, you know, May, the end of May. I've been trying different stuff. This is a little embarrassing to admit since January, uh, 2022, but it hasn't really, and maybe even before that, but, uh, just things haven't been working. So I'm, I was thinking about, uh, Jesus teaching on the Sermon on the Mount. When he's like, hey, it, and he's speaking figuratively, but truly, he's saying, hey, if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off. And obviously, Jesus is not advocating us actually cutting off our hand, but he is advocating, you know, radical action to not sin. And I was just thinking, you know what? I think I need some radical action uh, to actually make some progress on this discipline area. And so, I'm trying something new. I'm experimenting with something new. I use the MyFitnessPal app to just record every single calorie. And hey, maybe I shouldn't be talking about this because this is a pretty new thing. And maybe by the time I record the next podcast, I won't still be doing it. I hope I am, but it's been really encouraging so far. It's really made a lot of a difference. Discipline begets discipline. I like this idea. Uh, The voice that says, you know, don't be disciplined get mad at that voice because it's robbing you of your future freedom. Woo. That's an idea from Jocko Willink, an epic Navy SEAL. He wrote a book called Discipline Equals Freedom. And uh, he really emphasizes the idea of win the morning, win the day. So that's another idea I have for you if you've never tried like having a super solid morning routine. For Jocko, just to give you ideas, <laughs> he's pretty extreme. Uh, but he also is pretty epic. And so, he, you know, he's got like three keystone habits. He calls them um, before, I think, basically before most people get to work, he's already done three things. First, he wakes up before dawn. I think he wakes up at 4.30, you know, every day or something like that. I'm not, please don't hear me telling you, you need to wake up at 4.30 every day <laughs> to live for the day. I'm just giving you an example of someone who's extremely disciplined. So he wakes up at 4.30 every day. He gets a workout in and he does one dreaded task um, to start his day. Uh, something to think about, to, to start off with something that makes you feel accomplished. So I love the idea of winning the morning, winning the day. Have you experimented with trying you know, some kind of solid morning routine? Please don't hear me uh, saying it has to look one way. Just hear me saying discipline's important. And what's a way that you can continue to develop discipline? My last point for developing discipline is this. Don't do it alone. Woo! Don't do it alone. Get around people who also want to grow in discipline or who are super disciplined people. I've been excited to talk about this. I am in a group called DECAF, <laughs> but not like the coffee. It's an acrostic or an acronym. Can't remember exactly which one it is. Discipline, character, action, follow through, decaf. Woo! And we're just a group of guys that um, we have a Google Doc where we all set goals. We can all see each other's goals, however many we want. We've got a text thread. And just weekly, we check in with each other, hey, to kind of keep each other accountable and encourage each other. How'd your goals go this week? Uh, what did you learn this week? And any adjustments you want to make to keep growing as a man of discipline, character, action, and follow through all for the glory of Jesus Christ. 
whoo, it's so fun. It's been so inspiring to me to be in a group um, of guys that are going after this together. So I would encourage you, uh, such a powerful thing is doing it with somebody. I, uh, I have been working out consistently going to the gym for, I think, probably about a year. And a huge part of that, friends, going in the mornings, and it's not every morning, but going in the mornings has been, I've got a dear brother named William McLeod who meets me at the gym. And there are so many days, there are so many days that I would not get up and go to the gym, except for that I know I made a commitment to go with my brother. My friend William is waiting for me there. That helps me be disciplined. So I'd encourage you, do it with people. Be disciplined with people. Friends, we're bringing it back to living for the day. The so so often in the scriptures, that day, you know, it's 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 illustrated, it's portrayed as finishing the race, and we know that in order to, you know, finish races well, we got to be disciplined. And I want to encourage you that we're not we're not in this by ourselves. We're not living for the day alone, right? We get to do this with others. And so my call to action today is let's encourage each other and let's live disciplined lives for his glory. And discipline, it's going to help us to be all that we can be uh, for God and for his glory. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to unlock, you know, potential and unlock opportunities. And it's just there's so much goodness that comes from being a disciplined person and it helps us to live for the day of Jesus's return for all those reasons we talked about. Whoo! I love discipline. I hope you're feeling encouraged and equipped in some way uh, to grow in your discipline and to grow in living for the day. Let's jump into the nugget about heaven, the nugget about eternity um, today. The nugget for or about heaven, about eternity, is this. Maybe you didn't know, but we're not just going to be immaterial spirits. We're going to have physical bodies. Whoa. We're not going to just be immaterial spirits. We're going to have physical bodies. That's the nugget. 1 Corinthians 15, 41 through 44. Uh, Paul's writing about the resurrection. There are also heavenly bodies and there are earthly bodies, but the splendor of the heavenly bodies is is of one kind and the splendor of the earthly bodies is another. The sun has one kind of splendor, the moon another, and the stars another, and star differs from star in splendor. So it will be with the resurrection of the dead. The body that is sown perishable is raised imperishable. It's sown in dishonor, it's raised in glory. It's sown in weakness, it's raised in power. It's sown in natural body, it is raised a spiritual body. But when it says spiritual body, it can't be just meaning not physical. Why do I say that? Well, 1 Corinthians 15, 20, a little bit earlier in the chapter, it says this, but Christ has indeed been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. So Christ was raised from the dead and he had a real body. He, you know, could be touched, right? He he told his disciples to to touch his the scars, you know, um, from the nails. He, you know, had breakfast with his disciples. He had this physical body, but it was also different. It was also 
changed. So it's not going to be just this immaterial spirit existence. It's going to be physical. And I, I just think that's important to know and um, helpful. Randy Alcorn says, in my book, Heaven, I explain biblically why I believe that on the new earth there will be natural wonders. Animals, trees, rivers, cities, houses, and architecture will laugh, eat, and drink, tell stories, make crafts, build, garden, care for animals, play, enjoy sports, and physically demanding activities, and tend and manage and rule the earth. Very physical, right? It's not just, you know, yeah, again, immaterial wisps <laughs> of gas or something uh, that just sing all the time. And I love singing, and I think we're going to do a lot of singing in heaven, but it's it's going to be more than that. So there's the nugget. We're going to have physical bodies. That's encouraging to me. And, whoa, I wonder, you know, in ways we'll probably be able to develop discipline even in heaven. Whoa, because we're going to have those physically bo- physical bodies that, that line in uh, Randy's quote just made me think of that we're going to enjoy sports and physically demanding activities i don't know that for sure um i don't as in i don't know like what it's going to look like to develop um because i know that we're you know perfect uh or like christ but there's just so much mystery all i'm trying to say is we're gonna have physical bodies that's awesome okay there's episode five for you. Disciplined people. Look, we need it to live for the day. I hope you're encouraged. I hope you feel equipped. I hope you can take something away. Would you be willing to, if you haven't already, um, rate or review this podcast so that more people can hear about it and can, I pray, be encouraged and equipped to live for the day of Jesus' return. Thanks so much for hanging with me. I'm laughing at myself because each one of these is getting a little bit longer, and I'm sorry about that. But I hope you're encouraged. Have such a great day, and let's live for the day.